now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're here every week to talk about your home. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for tips or maintenance items or smart upgrades for your home or anything really, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from InspectTech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. These are all amazing local professionals and great resources who would love to hear from you. If you're looking for advice, please do make sure to call the team members here at The Whole Home Show. They'd love to help. I'd love to help you, too. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria for over 28 years. I'm a rare born and raised Victorian. I've never left here. I love our hometown, and I'm a huge community supporter. I've helped hundreds of people achieve their goals, either buying or selling real estate. I'd be happy to help you, too. So if you're looking for another opinion or thinking about making a move, give me a call. I'd be happy to talk with you. You can find me through the CFAX website or my team's website. It's the Prime Real Estate Team, www.primeteam.ca. This week, we're talking about how to prepare your home before leaving it empty or vacant. Also, what to do with items you no longer need in your house. Our guests are Brent Lang from West Coast Property Watch, plus... Andrew Winger from Steptoe Services. We always start our show with a weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity or something you'd like to talk about regarding real estate and uh, like to hear it discussed on air, just give us a call. Our hotline number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or find us online, www.cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. Uh, not a specific email this week or a call from listener, but rather a conversation that I like to have with all of you about what's happening out there right now in the marketplace. You know, we have come off of three years, really strong banner years in real estate where everything was moving. It was a hot marketplace. White hot people called it. We knew that because we had sellers who put the property in the market. Multiple offers came, four offers, six, uh, ten. I can't remember what my record is. I think it was like 13 or 14 offers on the same house. Uh, bidding wars happened. Uh, it really was an auction. Actually, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about that later with Andrew from Stepto. But houses were being sold dramatically above list price. Uh, we saw things that were not only $20,000 over list price, but $150,000, $200,000, $500,000 over uh, list price. And man, that is a demonstration of a strong real estate market. And things were just plugging away. Uh, sellers, super happy. Banks, generally happy because the banks knew that it was a strong real estate market. The risk was a little bit lower because as the market strengthens up, uh, the risk situation for banks uh, is not as questionable as in a downward moving marketplace, for instance, or where things are getting softer. But fast forward to today. We're back to normal now. If anything, we're still kind of in a seller's market. When you look at the numbers, our inventory level is low. Uh, our sales number is still good. We don't have an abundance of 
listings. And you know that just by speaking to anyone you know who's been looking to buy real estate recently, it's hard to find things that are good or well-priced properties. Uh, we were somewhere around 3,200 listings last month. That is still quite a bit lower than where we normally are this time of year, where we've seen 4,000 listings, 4,200, 4,500. It's a sig- significant number. You know, it's 30% down. So what I'm getting to here right now is things are shifting because we're seeing a lot more offers that are conditional to the sale of somebody's house. You see, what's happened is it's not as easy now for a buyer to sell their house because in that white-hot marketplace, they put it on the market, it sells tomorrow, then they're in a good position, they can buy the next house. Now, right now, it's not that easy where there are houses on the market that remain unsold and I know, I know what you're thinking. I just said to you a moment ago that the inventory level is low right now. But the thing is, there's a lot of properties out there that are priced in yesterday's dollars where the market was stronger. People are hoping that they'll get a strong dollar. We're not there anymore. If you look at the numbers, uh, prices, if anything, are stable. Uh, certain marketplaces, like the condos, are up a little bit. Um, Month to month, we can see things where the average price of houses are softening a little bit. Not significantly, by the way. So we have not seen drops that maybe some people, the government, for instance, or many buyers are kind of hoping that the market will drop. Not happening because it's Victoria, after all. Everyone wants to be here. So what's happening is we're getting offers that are either conditional to the sale of the buyer's house, which maybe has been on the market for a couple of months unsold, which is a big risk for a seller because, of course, if it's not sold yet, they may never sell. And as a, as a result, this sale may not come together, and it means that the seller's property will be somewhat off market for a bit off the market because uh, other parties won't want to either see it or write an offer knowing that there is that offer in place, that conditional offer in place. But the other half of it now is we have seen myself personally, and I having conversation with a lot of my colleagues, a lot of people are writing offers, getting them accepted, and they are, they are collapsing at the very last moment, usually due to financing, where either the bank or the mortgage broker has not been able to pull through and do what they're needed to do, or, and this is the worst one, buyers have gone ahead and made offers without being fully prepared. Now, of course, we don't have Denise Webster, our sponsor or mortgage broker expert here uh, in the studio today. Um, But I got to tell you, whenever we deal with Denise, we make sure that the buyer has gone through the process. And it's not just a pre-qualification. Pre-qualification is when you go online and you type in your income and you type in a few other things and the internet spits out what they figure you can afford to buy the house. That is not an approval. With an approval, you need to have given your bank or mortgage broker your T4 slips, your proof of income, your pay stubs, uh, to have done a credit check, to have done all of these things. No one should be writing offers unless you're at that point because your hope that you're going to be able to get things put together uh, after an accepted offer uh, is done is is risky in today's marketplace. Because the other thing, too, is the bank needs to do their process, and they need to do things like appraising the house. Now, some of the major banks are not giving pre-approvals to buyers. We know that. They're saying that they will do so 
when it is attached to a purchase contract uh, on a property. And, you know, it's one of those things. The, the buyer needs to have a really strong sense from their mortgage broker or their banker where they stand financially. Because here's the problem. When you make an offer and it's accepted, you get excited because, of course, hey, I'm just about to buy a house, right? But you also get the seller very excited. And the seller puts the property, takes it off the market for you for seven days, two weeks, you know, 10 days, 14 days, whatever is necessary. And they're waiting for you to get all of your ducks in a row. And the worst thing that could ever happen for all parties, I'm not even talking about the real estate people here. I'm talking about the buyer and the seller is when at the very last minute, and I got to tell you, it usually happens at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon where we get the phone call from the buyer's agent saying, oh my goodness, the buyer couldn't get their financing. Well, hold on a second. You've had seven days, 10 days to figure this out. What happened? Oh, well, you know, the mortgage broker dropped the ball. The bank never got the documents. Man, I got one a couple of weeks ago where the agent said the mortgage broker went on holiday and didn't touch it for five or seven days. So they were asking for an extension. That's not really fair. Um, So I guess my point for you guys today is if you are thinking of buying or if you have family members who are thinking of buying a home, get pre-approved. Go to the mortgage broker. Go to Denise. Denise Webster here on our show. Go to your bank and make sure everything, all of your ducks are in a row before you even start thinking about not only writing an offer, even before you start thinking about going around and looking at houses. Because you don't want to get your hopes up high. You don't want to get a seller's hopes up high. Um, You know, be a fully qualified buyer before you, you get out there. Sorry for my rant today, but it's happening a lot. Colleague of mine had seven offers collapse last week. We had three. And despite what the agents told us, they promised us that the buyers were pre, pre-approved and they were not. So we must, we must add extra features to make sure that we have approvals before we even start looking at offers. So you got a question, call us. 250-414-6540 or visit us on cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home, ah, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be chatting with Andrew Winger from Steptoe Services to learn about what you need to do to get rid of the stuff in your house. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. So you have a house, and you're thinking of selling it, or if you're looking after an estate, a parent, a relative, a family member, and things need to be liquidated or taken away, what do you do? Well, today we're going to find out, because we have with us right now Andrew Winger from Steptoe Services. Andrew, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me on, Tony. I appreciate it. Uh, so tell us about Steptoe. What does Steptoe do? So Steptoe uh, was founded uh, about 10 years ago as a home-based business. And uh, a year ago, uh, myself and my business partner, Jim Reed, started to notice that uh, there was a high demand for people who wanted their assets in their home liquidated uh, in anticipation of the sale of the home. Mm-hmm. So where, um, as the business was originally founded to deal with collectibles, antiques, vintage items, uh, we started realizing that people actually were were trying to get us to deal with the entire contents of their homes, which includes the furniture, uh, as well as other just standard household items. So um, we upgraded the business in order to deal with that sort of market, and it's really taken off in the last year since then. So in general, people rely on us to um, give them a fair appraisal, whether that's an official accredited appraisal or just a verbal evaluation of the contents of their home, uh, offer our advice on how best to move ahead with liquidating the assets, and then to go ahead and 
um, and actually execute the liquidation of the items in their home. Well, and this is one of the things that we bump into regularly because I have helped. I've helped count, countless families who have, because I deal with a lot of estates myself, right? So where somebody has passed away, or not even that sometimes, sometimes they're moving to a retirement residence or whatever, uh, and the family comes in and has to deal with 50 years worth of accumulation. And it's especially difficult when the family is remote. They're from out of Victoria. It's like, what? It's not our business. Or, you know, we don't know. You know, we can go online, but, you know, who likes meeting people at the house to see if they want to buy a table or whatever? That's where something like Steptoe comes in, right? Exactly. Yeah. So tell us about the process. What happens when somebody calls you? Uh, so in general, we will start with a um, primary uh consultation at the home, free consultation. Uh, and so we will meet with whether it's the, the owner of the home and the owner of the assets, or in some cases, it'll be their children or even a friend or uh, relative. And uh, we'll do a walkthrough of the home and just get a feel for exactly what type of service that they, that they need. Uh, so in a lot of cases, uh, they'll want us to take care of everything in the home and have it swept and ready for listing, uh, realtor ready, as we like to call it. Yeah. But in some cases, uh, they have you know they have some idea of how they'd like to sell you know this dining suite and how they'd like to sell this um, sofa uh, and so they just want us to come in and kind of buy some of the other items so we're always open to any um, anything like that just depending on what their needs are and we always try and work within the needs of the client uh, and their time frame a lot of times uh, especially we noticed it a year ago people would call us and say okay my house is listed uh, and you know when it sells I'm gonna call you and uh, I'm not really in a rush, but, you know, when it sells, I'm going to call you and let you know. And then we'd get a call the next day saying, oh, my house is sold and you guys really need to get out here as quick as you can yeah. uh, to help us with all this stuff. So um, that's just one of the things that happens in a in a um, hot real estate market right. is that people um, people are finding their houses are well, turning the, over quick. And the landscape in your business changed, too, because one of the big auction houses closed last year in town here. Right? That's so, correct. So all of a sudden there's this gap where, where you guys come in, right? Uh, tell us about uh, appraising. So um, aside from the liquidation thing, you are also uh, uh, certified or accredited. Accredited, I'm sorry. Uh, so when somebody, like what items or what things can you appraise? Um, well, we, we do appraise anything, any chattel goods. So that's the items that are, that are within your home. Uh, we specialize in art, antiques, vintage and collectible items, but we do do whole home appraisals. Um, and so a lot of times that'll be for um, for for trust accounts or for um, for estates when the family needs to have an accredited documented appraisal of the contents of the home and what's in there and what it's worth. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times people uh, will want us to come into the home and do an appraisal and we'll go and do the consultation. But I would prefer for them to pick out or I, I will pick out a couple of items that I think are worth having the appraisal done on. But in general, a lot of the standard chattel household <laughs> items in a house aren't worth having appraised. Yeah. Well, there's so, you know, when you think about, especially someone who's been in a home for 20 years, 30, 50 years, there's a lot of accumulation and there's a lot of things. And uh, oftentimes things have a value to the person that may not have a value to other people. That's correct. And another thing that we've noticed is in the last 10 or 20 years, um, a lot of the items that people were paying a lot of money for in the 70s and 80s, uh, and they were really, they were expensive at the time, uh, the market has really collapsed on, right? And so that includes things like pinwheel crystal, fine china, <laughs> yes. uh, big uh, like dining suites, big like gibbered mahogany tables and chairs. A lot of the value of that furniture um, and those items has completely dropped off. Yeah. But that's not to say that the market 
um, has a, has collapsed because there's value in a lot of things that people don't realize. So some of the time we'll show up to houses and people have emptied out their garages and they've emptied out their attics and their basements, but that's where a lot of the real vintage collector items can hide, mm-hmm. right? And so we always recommend to people, have a professional in first, let them go through the garage, let them go through the basement. Don't assume what is a, a value. Don't right? assume what's a value because what was valuable 20 years ago in general is is not. And what wasn't valuable 20 years ago, vintage automobile stuff, vintage fishing, uh, vintage advertising, uh, military, that stuff's gone way, way up. And a lot of times people don't notice that. And so they'll get rid of it before uh, before having a professional in. Amazing. So we're here talking with Andrew Winger. He is with Steptoe Services. A great point. So, so what I just caught you say is that People may think that some, like for instance, the the dining room set has a lot of value. But when you go there, you might say, "Well, not today, because you know things have changed." However, the stuff in the garage here, oh my goodness, this is where the real, the gems lie, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we find that happens a lot, um, especially with things that were intended to be discarded. Um, so things that were intended to be kept and to last a long time, in general, they're still around. Um, also things that were in every home 100 years ago, like uh, hand crank sewing machines, uh, items like that, uh, they're still in homes, but people aren't really using hand crank sewing machines anymore. So <laughs> while they're 100 years old and they are antiques, yeah. they don't really have a lot of value. Yeah. But those things like um, vintage fishing um, like fishing lures, for example, is a really good one, especially if you find them in the original box. You can, those fishing lures can sometimes be worth three, four, five hundred dollars yeah. um, But people don't notice that. Um, and so sometimes they get thrown out. But oftentimes you'll find stuff like that hiding in a basement in a far corner tucked away. And that's where the value is in a lot of cases. Oh, my goodness. The one that we always bump into is the organ. Is yes. the plug-in plug organ. Nobody wants those things, right? Nobody wants them. And, um, <laughs> Hard to get rid of them. Big, heavy, upright pianos as well. Yeah. Um, any Anything like that, it's it's almost impossible. They had There was a piano in every house 100 and 120 years ago. Uh, but yeah, nowadays, that was before the Bluetooth speakers and uh, your smartphone, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? And even electric keyboards. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so those uh, those are, are they're real tough to get rid of. They're almost impossible to sell in many cases. Yeah. Um, I had a chance to visit your website and I got some great information as well, too. So talking about um, the different types of appraisals, talking about appraising things, because um, I see here there's fair market value, liquidation value, and insurance replacement value. So these are services that you can help uh, people determine, uh, determine um, the value exactly. of the items. Exactly, yeah. And so those, um, each of those uh, appraisals uh, refers to a different type of evaluation. Yeah. Um, and so insurance, um, an insurance replacement value is if your item uh, was to be damaged, lost, stolen, destroyed, uh, that would be the, the expected cost of exactly replacing it. But if you have the item in your hands and you're looking to sell it, then a more accurate uh, idea of the value would be a, a fair market evaluation or even a liquidation evaluation, yeah. um, which will tell you what essentially you'd, you'd likely be able to get on the open market. Yeah. Um, so there's a big difference between holding an item in your hands, looking to sell it, or having an item that's a family heirloom that uh, if something were to happen to it, you'd need to have it replaced. You know, and this kind of reminds me too, people, because I've had conversations with families about, well, you know, this dining room table, I saw one on whatever, online, you know, use Victoria, Craigslist, eBay, whatever, and it was, you know, $4,000. Well, you know, that's not to say that that's what you're going to get for it because... You never, especially with used Victoria, okay, sure, it sells. You don't know what it's sold for. It's kind of like real estate. You know, you go to realtor.ca, we don't post the sale prices. Like, you don't know what the price was, right? You don't know what they're asking. Yeah. And in, in general, in the open market, people can ask whatever they want. 
Um, so a lot of times we will see that and someone will say, oh, I've had this table up for sale on Used Victoria for $1,000. No one's, you know, no one's interested. Uh, do you want to buy it from me? Right. But it, but the if nobody's it, paying $1,000, you're $1, not going to pay $1,000. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then we can't either. Right. Nobody can. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, they'll, people will often get um, they'll get values from from websites like eBay. Right. And so they'll say, OK, well, you know, this um this teacup is worth you know $200 because someone's asking that on eBay. But people can ask whatever they want on eBay. Mm-hmm. I could put up a, I could put up this coffee mug and I could ask $200 for it. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 better in in most cases i would say to get a professional in to do an evaluation of your items yeah. for you um because there are a lot of there are a lot of little pitfalls like that where people are asking too much money for stuff and it gives people a the wrong perception of what their um chattel goods are worth for sure uh well listen uh, hold that thought because we need to take a quick break here but we're talking right now with andrew winger he's with steptoe services we're talking about liquidating items in your house but we gotta take a break we'll be back in just a moment now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspectech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. If you need opinions or direction from any of these experts regarding your real estate, whether you're buying or selling, feel free to give these guys a call. They'd love to hear from you. If you need their contact information, you can go online, cfax1070.com, look under shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. All their contact details are there, or just reach out to me. I'd be happy to connect you. Uh, As a reminder as well, we podcast all of our episodes. So if you're a podcast listener, you can download and listen at your leisure. We are on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, We've got episodes um, for actually since day one. We're over 100 episodes now with almost every topic that you can imagine relating to real estate. We are here and happy to help. Talking today uh, about your home, about liquidating assets or items uh, for in preparation for sale. Also, we'll be having a conversation shortly about how to make sure your home is taken care of when it is empty, when nobody's home. Who takes care of it? Security. There's a lot of things to consider. Uh, right now, we're continuing our conversation with Andrew Winger. Andrew is with Steptoe Services. Just before the break, we were talking about appraisal. Uh, again, Andrew, thanks for coming. Thank you very much. Uh, so, um, just stepping back a little bit here, we have an estate, we have a family that needs to liquidate items. They give you a call, and as you suggested, call early. Yes. Um, we, always, uh, we always recommend that people uh, call as early as they can to get a first consultation done, uh, especially in a market where houses tend to sell pretty quickly. Um, and so we uh, will come out and do a consultation with, uh, with the family and let them know uh, the approximate value of what the goods are in their house, and we'll offer them a list of services that we can provide. Um, in general, the service that we find we're um, providing the most often is a full uh, liquidation of all goods. So uh, we will show up uh, on a predetermined day uh, and we'll get the moving crew in there. We'll write a check for all the goods in the house and we can have a three or four bedroom house emptied in three quarters of a day or less. Yeah, and there's so much headache that is reduced. Because that's the, you know, people are, they're, oh my goodness, i got to deal with the, you know, grandfather clock or the, all this stuff, right? And exactly. You- yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's often uh, very overwhelming for people, uh, especially people who've been living in, in the property for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, and they're looking to move. 
uh, it can be a, it can be a big headache. It can be a lot of stress. Uh, so our our service is aimed at eliminating that stress, and um, it's really quite visible when when you get the house empty and these people have a you know a check in their hands and their house is ready to list. Um, you can see the relief on their faces, mm-hmm. uh, which is really rewarding. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I forgot before the last break uh, to get to make sure our listeners knew how to contact you. So your phone number. Oh yes. Uh, so our phone number at Steptoe two five zero five nine zero two one eight zero. And um, you can email me directly, Andrew at Steptoe. That's S-T-E-P-T-O-E dot C-A. All right. And the website is steptoeantiques.ca, right? Uh, steptoe.ca. Oh, so, I'm sorry, steptoe.ca. It, ju- it just redirects to Steptoe. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So I'm looking at the website right here. Lots of <coughs> lots of great stuff. One Because you've got FAQ here. And one of the things that I saw earlier was uh, if somebody has had a garage sale and sold all their good stuff, you know, can you guys come by and pick up the rest? That's probably a regular question, right? That is a regular question. We get it a lot. Um, yeah. And so oftentimes people will contact us uh, and say, oh, okay, so I've had a garage sale, um, but I've still got a big dining suite and I've still got a couple of sofas. Uh, are you guys interested in coming and picking them up? Now, in general, these items are what are, what are regarded in, in the industry or in the business as liabilities. Mm-hmm. So in most cases, not to say in all cases, but in most cases, the value of big furniture is that's 20, 30 years old is not enough to cover the cost of physically removing the items from your home. Yeah. So, you know, if it might cost a mover, uh, we might pay a mover three, four hundred, five hundred dollars to remove some of those big items. The value of the items actually doesn't even reach that in a lot of cases. Yeah. So it's the smaller items that have the value. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why when we come into houses and do a full liquidation, we'll add up the value of all the assets, uh, which are in general the smaller items and the vintage items, collectible items, and we'll add up the value of the liabilities. So the items that have to be donated in most cases, uh, we prefer to, to donate in as any, you, any as cases. Much we, yeah, as much as we can rather than dump. Yeah. Um, but in some cases, things do need to be dumped. Uh, and so you add up a, a cost uh, a cost to asset ratio of what that is, and then you can make an offer on the items in the house, mm-hmm. uh, and thereby taking all the items, it it enables us to be able to take the liabilities as well as the assets. Got it. Uh, you know, talking about uh, items, I mean, there are some things that nobody will take, like uh, fabric sofas, uh, mattresses. There's there's the hi- there's hygiene to consider, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so those, in in almost every case, uh, those items need to be re- um, recycled. So they'll, they'll, they'll strip all the fabric off and they'll yeah. put it through a crusher and they'll, they'll recycle it. Yeah. Um, but in almost every single case, that's what needs to happen. And there's a cost associated with that, of yeah. course. Yeah, for sure. Things to consider. Um, so, again, uh, Steptoe Services, uh, the website is? Uh, www.steptoe.ca. Yeah, and your phone number? Uh, 250-590-2180. Great. Well, listen, Andrew, i got to say, I, we just met here in the studio today, and I'm glad we have. I've heard a lot about you because I've heard people, because I, I do a lot of work in like I said, the estate and trust uh, trust marketplace here. Uh, so you guys are doing some great stuff. Well, thanks very much, Tony, and thanks for having me on today. Yep. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Great. Now, don't go anywhere. We're uh, shifting over and having uh, a visit with our uh, with our good friend and somewhat regular guest, because you've been here a number of times now. Oh, I think two or three times, Tony. Yes, uh, Brent Lang. Brent is with West Coast Property <coughs> Watch. Uh, thanks for coming, Brent. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's always fun, and I always learn something. <laughs> well, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we got a theme today, because, you you know, we're talking with Andrew about um, uh, uh, li- removing items uh, from a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Andrew talked about being real estate ready. So it happens often where a house is prepared and it's empty because we see empty houses. Right. 
Um, but there is a liability concern and security concern, which is the reason why you're here to talk to us today. Yeah, you know, um, if you don't mind me saying so, I think you and I probably spend a lot of our time educating people on all sorts of different issues. Yeah. Uh, I speak to strata boards, I speak to condominiums and individual property owners, and there are so many questions around the whole situation of security that I think um, many people don't realize. Um, one of the questions I'm, I face occasionally is, uh, shouldn't I just get my neighbor to keep an eye on my place? Mm-hmm. And Oh, okay, Let, let's set the stage here. Yeah. House is empty. It's on the market or even sold, right? Yeah. So, so what's the big deal? Like, uh, you know... Well, you know, I, I decided to get outside of myself, and I took that to uh, really a top insurance executive recently and asked him that same question. Yeah, yeah. So I've just made a couple of notes here on our conversation. If you don't mind, yeah, yeah. I'll just whip through yeah. that really quickly because one of the things I don't understand is the motivations of people sometimes when they're willing to put their most important asset, their house, at risk mm-hmm. uh, for literally peanuts, which is what our service costs relative to the values of these things. So I asked this uh, executive this about this whole issue of having your, your neighbor check your home uh, while it's empty or vacant or while they're away. So what he said, and this is in no particular order, this was just me jotting things down with a pencil. The main question to be asked about having a neighbor perform house checks while you're away or your place is empty is really quite simple. This is what the executive said. Do your neighbors actually know what to look for Mm -hmm. and are they trained to document what they've done and what they've noticed? Mm -hmm. This could be critical if a claim ever needs to be filed. So I thought that was really fascinating because everybody takes this so lightly. When I grew up, which was a long time ago, (laughs) it was really easy. You had your neighbor come by and drop a little water in the plants and they just kept an eye on things. I think those days are coming to a close. So I was asking uh, this executive about the topic of insurance, and he says, you know, before turning your house over to your neighbors, if you're going to move to another city or you're just going to take a vacation, you should really be asking yourself this question. I wonder if my neighbors are insured against liability issues relating to home checks. Yeah, Yeah, this is a big one. Do my neighbors have enough insurance if something goes wrong, if something goes south? So I guess you have to ask yourself, are you willing to take that risk? Remember, your house, and you might not even be there anymore, is your most important possession, right? Yeah. So you're asking a lot of your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, you're, putting them, in a, you're putting them in a position. They're really in a squeeze. Yeah. The, the insurance people have told me most people don't realize what a box they're really being put into. And there's the other side, too. There's the personal level. So let's just say, how would your relationship with your neighbor suffer if an incident should arise, especially if you felt that your neighbor was at fault. And I can give you an example of this. Well, actually, hold on a second. Yeah. We need to take a break. I, I, this is very important. I'd love to hear it. Okay. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with uh, Brent Lang. And we haven't even t- talked about what you do, which is yeah. <laughs> watch over people's homes, Yeah, right? exactly. Okay, but hold on. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. 
You're joining us on The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking with Brent Lang. He's with West Coast Property Watch, talking about the liabilities and the concerns that you have when your house is empty or if you're away on vacation. Uh, Brent, I had to cut you off just before the break, but man, we were going somewhere (laughs) because you were talking about uh, the burden that you put on your neighbor if you ask them to look after your house for you. Right, exactly. I mean... What would happen if your your neighbor who was going to be checking your place, even if you'd moved out and it was empty, no belongings, or you just went on, on a uh, vacation? By the way, we're not just talking neighbor. It could be like a family member. It could be a friend, yeah, yeah, a ask, family neighbor. Yeah, can any you of pop those by people. my house every once in a while? Right? Yeah, yeah. So what happens? And I've actually seen this happen firsthand. What happens if they leave the patio door open when they check your house and thieves get into the house and they steal you blind or they vandalize it or do well, whatever else? Well, you assume else. the insurance company will cover it. Not necessarily. Ah. And I mean, how would you feel about that on a personal level with somebody? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, neighbors can detect a few issues, but a professional like us knows what to look for and knows how to address these issues. Recently, I mean, it was just last week, so many empty houses are being watched by bad guys. Just think about last week's Saanich police reports on the break-ins. Mm-hmm. Imagine if the bad guys are sitting at the end of your street trying to figure out what house is empty, and they do that, and what house is not. Well, by having us, and we have discreet vehicles and personnel visiting your home regularly, we change the drapes, timer lights, radios, we create the appearance of being lived in. Mm -hmm. Then hopefully the bad guys will think twice about breaking into your home. Mm -hmm. So at this point, with... Property Watch checking your house regularly, you've done everything within your power to protect yourself. That's all you can do. So what we bring to the table really is we are an extension of you. We are your eyes and your ears. Mm. We strive to provide an exceptional customer service. In this way, that's how we generate word of mouth, and that brings us new business. While on the other hand, your neighbors and your friends, your associates, your office colleagues, when they're checking your house... You know, are they going to show the same dedication and consistency? And we have a system that we use in performing a proper house check. Yeah. So these are just some notes I've been sharing with you in my conversation that I had with a, yeah. uh, an insurance executive. So just let me leave you with, with a couple of things to think about. So I want to ask your listeners, do you get your neighbor to do your taxes? <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, you yes. get a professional. Yeah. When your car breaks down, do you get your neighbor to fix it? Yeah. No, you get a professional. Now, here's the cruncher. When you need an emergency appendectomy, yes. do you get your neighbor to do it? Oh, no. Oh, no. You get a professional. For sure. So I hope this has brought some clarity to this issue. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really important. Another thing he mentioned at the very end, if you don't mind me just whipping this in, it should be noted that homeowners are expected to care for their home. Mm-hmm. Upkeep is your job. If a claim, if in a claim damage is a result of neglected maintenance, mm-hmm. your claim could possibly be denied. For example, if you have roofing issues and don't get them repaired and your roof collapses, you may be on the hook for all the expenses. You may need proof that your house was being cared for properly in case of a claim. Yeah. Okay, so, and this is the thing, because Mm -hmm. the assumption is something happens wrong with the house that my insurance will cover it. And uh, Carrie Augustini, our show sponsor, is not here, but she Mm -hmm. said so before. Yeah. Exactly what you said. You are responsible to maintain your house. The buck stops with you. Yeah, and something that uh, people need to remember is your insurance policy 
uh, there are provisions in it that say that somebody needs to be checking yes. on the house depending yeah. on the policy. Every policy is, uh, seems to be a little bit different. Yeah, like every and, three days or every whatever, right? Yeah, uh, generally it's every three, every four days. Yeah. There are some houses, because of the contents and the value of the property, where we, the insurance company actually drives it. They are The owner's actually told that they must hire us and we check those houses yeah. every single day. Now that's not everyone, certainly not. Yeah. But they will say it in your policy when a place is empty or vacant, there's an empty or vacant clause in your policy, yeah. and you must get clarification. The first thing I say to anyone who's interested in hiring us, please talk to your broker, whoever sold you the policy, and get clarity on that because you don't want to be caught. I know from personal experience, you don't want to be caught. Well, guys, on the flip side here, when a house is vacant, it's a risk for the insurance company. Yes. Because water pipes can burst. Absolutely. Hot water tank can blow, uh, electrical fires, whatever. So yep. when somebody goes to their insur insurance broker and says, I'm going away for you know, a month or the house is empty because it's an estate sale. Right. The insurance policy is all of a sudden very expensive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You've, you've got to be so careful with this stuff. And uh, it's just, I think it's just an evolution of the world that we're living in. Mm -hmm. um, just to mention something else, because I don't know how much time we have. <laughs> you know, I do keep uh, a before leaving checklist handy. Yeah. Uh, that's probably got 30 or 40 points. They don't apply to everyone, but everyone will find something in this checklist to be of use if they're getting ready to go for a trip or a vacation or moving out or whatever. If anyone ever wants to get this list from me, they can certainly call me. I'm having them printed up now because I'm going to be giving them Oh, people. fantastic. So for our listeners, you've got a checklist yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, will, that will help them. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, you can go through that list. I, I'm, it doesn't cost anything. It's free of charge. Yeah. I'd like to give it to you personally so you can put you know, a face to my voice. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I've had so many callbacks from clients who found this so valuable, and it really is valuable. Okay, so now how should people uh, reach out to you? Two ways are really the best for me because I'm pretty busy. Yeah. A direct phone number is 778-350-4500. That's Brent Lang at 778-350-4500. Or you can email me direct, Brent, B-R-E-N-T, at wcpw.ca. And, of course, WCPW stands for West Coast Property Watch. Yeah, and you've got a website. And we've got a website. Yeah, WCPW.ca, right? Yeah, well, the West okay. it's actually under westcoastpropertywatch.ca. Okay. It's a bit long-winded, but uh, it'll it'll still get to us. Yeah, yeah, very good. You know, it's just, this is such an important conversation, and it blends into the theme that we're having, because we spoke with Andrew a little earlier yes. about about uh, removing items. You see, you know, you mentioned Saanich, because I'm, uh, I'm the block watch captain for my street in Oak Bay. Right. And we get notices of break-ins all the time in Oak Bay. So, you know, you know, all areas of town, right? You know, people, if you actually look at the crime stats, it's actually shocking. I was just, I just came from checking a place. It happened to be a condominium. I found the patio door open this morning. Mm. Imagine, imagine the patio door. Someone could walk right in there. Yeah. And it's, it's in a secluded patio area. Yeah. Nobody would notice them. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's human error, right? Of course. And I guess that's yeah. the problem when you get your neighbor or your relative is, is you know, not intentional, but sometimes you kind of miss something. But, uh, you know, what you were saying is when someone like yourself gets hired to do the job, you have, uh, you must perform. Exactly. You have systems and procedures. Exactly, we do. Right. We and have systems, procedures, and we always get immediately back to the owner, wherever they may be. Yeah. And you get regular reporting from us. 
and and you're tracked because they know they they oh, know absolutely. that you've yeah, that you've been there and how long and stuff like that. Absolutely, and uh, it's in development now. We will have an app. Uh, it's partially done, and uh, it will be absolutely terrific. It'll work off GPS signals, and when we finish checking your place, we'll simply hit send, and that will shoot straight through to your uh, inbox. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's something that should not be overlooked. And, no. and we're not just talking about an estate sale, empty or a house on the market or whatever. It's you're going away. If you're away a little bit. Because yeah. we've had this conversation before where your insurance policy might say it needs to be checked every three days. Right. That doesn't mean Monday, Thursday, and maybe Sunday. No. That's like every, that's 72 hours, right? Yeah. I've seen situations where there's been a claim and the, the adjuster will say, well, show me the entire record. Uh, complete, and we do a report for every time we're in there, too. And if it says every three days, you better be on the mark with every three days. It's not helter-skelter mm-hmm. the way the way it's handled. It's okay. professional. What happens if somebody says, you know, Brent, I really like your systems. Like I like your processes. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we get you in one day of the week, and then we'll get the neighbor in uh, sure. for the other day? I'm happy to do that. I do the same with the strata boards. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of condominiums around, and they all face the same situation. In fact, their situation is a little bit different. If you can imagine you're on the fourth or fifth floor of a condo, and the water line behind your fridge breaks, and, it, and you're away, and it leaks three or four levels down, you want to be sure you've had somebody checking your place as per your policy terms. Mm-hmm. That way you can't you're protected. just assume that the strata insurance covers that. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people buy condos because they think I can just lock the door and go away. Yeah. Sorry, those days are gone and they're over. Yeah. I mean, strata insurance, as I understand it, will kick in and get the place so everybody repaired mm-hmm. so everybody can continue living. But at some point when you come back, it's almost like a domino backs up and you sit there with... Uh, yeah. Uh, the responsibility well, at the end of the day. You, because it originated in your suite, Correct. you have to pay for the deductible of Correct. the insurance policy, right? Right. Yeah. But what happens if the insurance company says, well, were you having it checked every three days as per your policy? Oh. And you said, well, no, I didn't think I had to. Yeah. And they say, well, it's an $85,000 bill. I don't know whether we're going to cover that yeah. because you didn't live to the terms of your policy. Insurance co- we all know insurance companies aren't here just to write checks. No, no, no. And they do have a little wiggle room sometimes, but today's repairs are so expensive. Yeah. It's so catastrophic when something happens. No kidding. Uh, Brent, again, people need to reach you. How can they do that? Uh, direct by phone, Brent Lang at 778-350-4500. That's 778-350-4500. Or by email direct is brent at wcpw.ca and that'll find me. Perfect. And uh, Andrew uh, Winger, who we had on earlier from Steptoe Services. Andrew, again, if people need to reach you for uh, eva- for uh, appraisal, for liquidation, for any of that kind of stuff, how can they do that? Uh, they can call us directly. Uh, so our phone number, 250-590-2180. Uh, and they could email me directly. That's Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W at steptoe, S-T-E-P-T-O-E dot C-A. Great. And I'll get your guys' information uh, on the website, on the CFAX 1070 website. Mm-hmm. Look under shows again. Find the whole home show with Tony Joe. Uh, because I want to put uh, not only both of your contact information, but as a reminder, Brent has a checklist for any of the listeners uh, who, are, uh, who need some good information. Yeah. You can help them out. I also have a seasonal maintenance checklist. These are some of the things we look at when we do an exterior and interior of your house, too. Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you very much, both of you, for coming. Thank you to our listeners for listening. Uh, We'll be here for you guys again this time next week.